family. My name is Dan. I'm honored to serve as pastor here uh, this, uh, at, at North Central Church, and today I get the uh, privilege of introducing two very special people to you who are going to highlight two very uh, special aspects of our church family. And what you're going to learn today really is what kind of church family we are. We are a church family that is not developing programs where we are hoping and praying that God fills up our programs and fills up our seats and fills up our space. Instead, we are focused on being a disciple-making church family, and uh, we do so and focus on that in all different ages and phases. Um, How many of you are in the late stage or late phase of life? Raise your hand. I'm not telling you what um, phase... What the cutoff is, you know if you're in the late phase of life, right? How many of you are not, but you feel like you're in the late stage of life? That's the rest of us, probably. Uh, So we have a focus on all ages and stages, and today we are going to introduce you to two people who are partners with families to help equip families to make disciples both here on Sunday mornings with uh, volunteer youth worker and kid worker teams and also on Wednesday nights with uh, a team of student youth workers. And so I wanted to help you hear more specifically who we are and how we are really accomplishing the mission of reproducing disciples in a multiplying church. Now, some of you will naturally say, well, this is not my age and phase, but I'm also hopeful that you'll be inspired that what you're hearing today is, is um, an example of what kind of focus that we have and how we envision the gospel transforming lives in our, um, in our homes. So you get to kind of look in and see what, uh, what's important to us. And my hope, my prayer is that God helps it become important to you as well. So Um, If nothing else, I'm going to invite you to cheer on the people who are partnering with families here in our church family to make disciples, both when we're gathered here together and also when we're scattered into our home. So um, would you please welcome uh, the director of our student ministries, director of kids ministry. It is Amy Jennings and Jim DeWolf. Uh, Would you welcome them to the platform? I'll let you discern which is which, who is who, and they're going to describe what they're doing and why they're doing it, okay? Hi, guys. Thank you, Pastor Dan. You got it. So we're going to keep this pretty casual today, and I'm going to speak first because once Amy starts speaking, then I pale in, I pale in comparison. But uh, I just figured I'd introduce myself real quick and what I do. Um, I'm Jim DeWolf. And I get to uh, shepherd our team of adult youth workers and about 30-plus students uh, on Wednesday nights and on our weekend retreats and on missions trips and just get to come alongside them and do life with them. Um, my wife, Carrie, is over there. We've been married for 20, over 20 years now. Uh, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary, and uh, we don't have any kids of our own. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Clap for her mostly, not for me. Um, it's been quite a long time for her to endure me. But, uh, um, but we weren't ever able to have kids, and that was an unfortunate thing in our life for quite a while. But then I started to see how God intended to use us regardless of that. And one of the ways that we get to do that is to invest in and love 
other people's kids. And it brings a lot of joy to our life. So that's a little bit about me and who I am. I'll let Amy introduce herself. If not, you can have Hi, everybody. I'm Amy Jennings, and I'm the kid ministry director here. Um, so I, what that means is I oversee all of the programs for kids uh, age zero to sixth grade on Sunday mornings and on uh, our monthly kid zone. Um, I oversee the monthly kid zone, which is on Wednesdays from 630 to 745. So uh, that's my role. Um, Jim and I wanted to uh, start off sharing some wins. You know, yeah. for, for me, I look at a year in Kid Central from September to September because we're up here, uh, usually falls in September when we're up here. So I, we're going to share some wins that have happened in that time period. So, yeah. Jim, why don't you start? Yeah, I can start with that. Um, we're super excited about this year. So like everything else in the world, it's, uh, this mic is like super hot. Look at that. Um, like everything else in the world, uh, our student ministries and what we do, our normal rhythms, was a little interrupted during COVID. And we're just in the past, uh, you know, probably just this year, really, uh, have started to return to a sense of normalcy when it comes to our large group gatherings, our conventions, our winter retreats, all of those things. And um, this coming season, everything seems to be on track to the way it was before. So we're really excited about that. So I do consider that a win. Uh, another win that I have is that our team, um, I mean, continues to be amazingly strong. I mean, God brings us some amazing people that want to invest in the lives of students. And they're all suffering through all the same stuff that we're suffering through. So our lives are busier. We're trying to juggle a whole bunch of things. Um, you know, post-pandemic life changes the way things are going, and our team continues to be, even though they're in different seasons of life, they have different things going on, um, some people are able to invest more time than others, we still have a team of people that can support each other, give each other space to be able to do the things that they need to do. Um, some of our leaders take little breaks because their families are growing, some of them are um, you know, jumping into new careers and new um, you know, phases of their life, but we have a team, a strong team of people that invest in our kids, and because of that, we're still able to function pretty, uh, pretty well. Um, so that's a win. Uh, another win that we have is this past year, like Amy said, we like to talk about a season um, in like a year, and we go from September to September also, actually, because we do meet all throughout the summer. And this past year, we had, um, you guys may have heard us talk about this before, but every, every summer, the beginning of the summer, we have students that invest their first weeks of summer into serving on mission alongside a ministry that we partner with quite a bit. Uh, it's Arrowhead Bible Camp, and, and their, their ministry is called Shepherd's Camp. And what they do is they invest their summer. Uh, they have young adults and a team of people that live there, and they invest their summer in shepherding and serving adults with special needs. And we have taken our first week of summer vacation every year and gone down there and partnered with them. So we serve in all sorts of different ways. Uh, we teach Bible lessons. We, we work in the kitchen. This year we cut down some trees. But we had our largest missions team to date this past year. We had 35 of us that went down there and served on mission for an entire week. So that's an amazing sacrifice that our students make 
that our leaders make, and it's a testimony, I think, to what God is doing in their hearts that they want to go and, and serve in that capacity. And then I think one last one that I just want to mention is we have our upcoming fall retreat uh, coming up here in October, and that is an event that um, we get together a way, you know, we like to nurture community within our, within our group, and this is a, our largest um, event of the year that includes just our group. And we get away together, we grow in community, uh, we have some fun together, and we really just get to, I think, know each other better, slow down. Uh, the uh, theme of the event this year is pause, and we're really hoping that we can just kind of take a pause, get away from distractions that we have, and grow together, not only in our relationships with each other, but in our relationships with the Lord. So I think those are some wins for us this past year. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to add to one of your wins oh, yes. uh, with the Arrowhead Bible Camp. Uh, you, they had a smaller team on this year. Yes. And so uh, the students who went down there actually had quite a bit more responsibility yeah, than normal, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. Um, normally, they have a pretty large team, but because of, I mean, like everybody else in the world, I think they're having a hard time staffing as well. So they were really pinched for resources. So we had to jump in and plug in in ways that we never have before. So they really um, needed us more than ever, and it was amazing that God provided the size of that team and the eager hearts to be able to do that. So, you know, not a lot of kids want to give up their summer vacation to chop down 14 ash trees, but, um, you know, they, they did, and it was fun, and Got to see some people use uh, axes that um, probably shouldn't use axes anymore. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it was cool to see what God was doing there. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. Uh, one other win, actually, and, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but we actually kicked off our season this year with a parents meet and mingle, which was really cool. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but it was a way for our parents to connect with each other and to get to know the hearts of our youth leaders. So I think we'll talk about that in a later topic here. Yeah, so some wins for Kids Central. So again, that's uh, ages 0 to 6th grade that we're providing care on Sunday mornings. Uh, we're teaching these kids at their level, right? We want to meet these kids where they're at, uh, what, how they can understand. We're, we're really trying. Our goal is always to remain gospel-focused in what we're teaching the kids, uh, always pointing their hearts towards truth, towards Jesus Christ. So we want to do that on their level. So on Sunday mornings, that's what we're doing, and also on those Wednesday nights. Um, we have had, since September 2021, 13 new families join our Kids Central, um, putting their kids in Kids Central on Sundays, some of them bringing their kids to Wednesday night Kids Zone. Uh, and these families don't just have one kid. They have one, two, five kids. Uh, so that's quite um, growth. That's a big growth in Kids Central. And a, and a huge win. Uh, another win is that we've had um, two new special needs volunteers join our team. That number might seem small, but uh, what you don't know is uh, North Central has actually been um, gaining a reputation in Central New York as a church that provides um, special needs buddies for kids with special needs. Uh, I've had phone calls from people in the community saying, I need a place to go. I need a place to bring my child who has special needs. And we have some awesome people on our team. Three of the people on our team 
Um, all of them are awesome. But three of the people on our team, four of the people on our team actually have expertise in this field, um, have worked 10 plus years, uh, one of them 30 plus years with spe uh, kids with special needs. And these are the people who are providing this um, service on a Sunday morning. Um, so that's a huge win that are that we have a reputation of caring for those kids in this community and then also that we are able to provide that for our families. Uh, and then we've also had five new youth volunteers join our team over the last year. And how cool is it that Jim and I are up here, right? These kids uh, have gone through Kid Central. They are in the youth program now, and now they're investing their time uh, and their talent back into the younger kids. They've gone through that program, and now they're using their time um, and caring for those young kids. So a huge win. And so I have others. I just had another um, youth uh, approach me today saying they wanted to join the team. So we're so excited about that. And there's a whole lot of things I could share, like wins, certain events we've had over the year, but I think just the fact that Kid Central is growing and that our team is growing and our team needs to continue to grow to support that growth is a big win. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it is amazing to see how uh, our students have, you know, are taking the time to revamp, to kind of pour back into what we're doing as a church. So we see some of them serving up here on Sundays. We see some of them working in Kid Central. So it's always awesome to see that they have a heart to serve and, uh, that God is doing something in their heart. So that's pretty cool. So Jim and I have three topics that we want to talk through today with all of you. Um, but first we want to start with why are we here? You know, why does North Central even have uh, kid ministries and youth ministries? Uh, so Jim, why don't you speak to that? Yeah, um, you know, this really resonated with me, um, Pastor Jonathan, as we were singing that song. Um, you know, I, I believe that as a church... Um, we're called to the business of making disciples, right? And, of course, parents are the primary disciple makers in the lives of our, our kids and our teenagers. Um, but we have an opportunity as a church family to invest in. So we'll do these baby dedications up here, and we um, pray with the families, and we, and we, uh, we kind of um, pray for ourselves to have... Uh, the capacity to pour into those parents and those kids' lives as they grow. And we have an opportunity, I think, to do that as a church. So I see our ministries as a mechanism to be able to do that. So um, it's a way for other people to invest in the lives of your children and to disciple them and shepherd them and to just be a, a positive presence in their lives. So there's so much noise coming at our kids, I think. And if they can have relationships with people that share the same biblical worldview that we want our kids to have, then I think that that's a win. And um, that's a big thing that we get to do is just invest in. I read, a, I read something some t one time, and I don't know how true it is, but I'm going to try to regurgitate it a little bit. But it was basically um, regurgitate. Imagine my embarrassment. Um, <laughs> The uh, <laughs> it, it was it was basically that um, if a ch if a child who grew up in the church has one relationship, one adult relationship outside of their family relationship, that they are seventy five percent more likely to continue on in their faith. Now, 
I don't know how true that is. It's not like from some fancy statistical Barner group or something like that, but um, I read it somewhere, probably on the internet. So it, it's definitely true then because um, it was on the internet. But um, that's at least why I think we exist is um, in, in the adults. I mean, Amy, Amy's ministry, I'll let her talk to that. But I think what we're all about in student ministries is creating relationships that these teenagers can carry on into their adult years and um, you know, really benefit from that. That's good, Jim. Um, similar to what Jim said, you know, we're here to partner with parents, um, and not just parents, though, uh, because even if you don't have children of your own, we're here to partner with you as being an influence in your nieces, nephews, grandchildren, um, grandchildren's lives. You know, we're here to, uh, the church is a family. Right, And so we're all connected, and that means we all have a part to play. We all have special gifts that God has given us to use to impact one another. And the Bible says as we use those gifts, as we use those talents, we are going to help the body of Christ grow. So even if you're not a parent, uh, but you, you have uh, kids in your life, youth in your life that you could impact, we're here to partner with you as well. So we're here to partner, support parents, caregivers as they disciple their children. I agree with Jim. We're not the primary disciple makers. Um, That rests on parents, uh, but we want to support that. We want to be an extension of what's going on in the home. Um, And like I said earlier, we want to meet kids where they're at, you know, so... uh, that's why our kids go to Kids Central on a Sunday because those teachers have planned and prepared to tell the Bible at their age level. We have pre-K, a pre-K kindergarten group, we have a first through third group, and we have a fourth through sixth grade group. So that way we can, um, as they grow, we're going to be asking some bigger questions. We're going to be talking at a um, maybe a different level that and wrestling through some things as they get a little bit older. So trying to really meet them at their level. So that's why we're here. Um, And the first topic we want to talk to you guys about is as we're teaching the children on Sunday and Wednesday evenings, uh, we want you to know what they're learning. Like we said, this is a partnership. So we want you to know what's going on. So the first thing we want to talk about is how are we informing our parents and our caregivers um, and I'll, I'll start with that one. Um, so what we're already doing in Kids Central is every week I send out, uh, this is something I started last year, I send out uh, what the kids learned on a Sunday. Uh, I send out the scripture text that the story was taken from, and I use our curriculum's uh, devotional that we it goes along with our curriculum. I use that devotional to pull questions out and uh, post those questions, send those, send those questions out via email to our parents. And uh, that is me just handing something, making it available to our parents. But it's, number one, to inform you uh, what your kids are learning. So that way, when your kid tells you what they've learned and you're like, I have no idea what that means because they're telling you in their kid language, uh, you have a better idea and you can kind of talk that through with them. Um, so why do I provide these devotional questions? Why do we do that? I already said a little bit, but that's so you can, as a parent, pick up where we left off on a Sunday and review that with your children. 
you can um, get a conversation going. And I, I want to encourage you as a, as a mom of four, um, conversations don't happen most of the time in a nice, calm manner, sitting around a dinner table or, you know, sitting gathered around the living room by the fire. Yeah, believe me, I've had hopes of that, and I set it all up to do so, and it doesn't ever happen that way. Somebody's running away, screaming, fighting, I don't know. It's chaos. So conversations uh, don't always happen that way, but I want to encourage you that it's okay and not to stop having those conversations because those conversations can happen when you're talking them into bed at night. Maybe it's just a question they had, and you know what they've learned on a Sunday, and you can remind them of those truths. Put it in maybe a different way that they can understand a little bit better. They can happen in the car rides. Um, A lot of times, I know I've had to remind myself that when you have a plan for how the day's going to go, and uh, you have a lot of interruptions with kids, uh, you can definitely view those interruptions as obstacles, uh, I definitely have viewed them as obstacles, but I want to encourage myself and you to, view, uh, to uh, view those things as opportunities, opportunities to have those conversations, to dig a little deeper. So what I'm providing is uh, maybe some conversation starters, right? Uh, digging a little deeper as a family um, with your children. And then... Uh, also what I want to um, start adding is for our pre-k level maybe some activities to go along with what they're learning our pre-k level learns uh, at a month at a time on a certain topic so let's say they're learning how God created the plants Um, well again what a great opportunity to just get outside explore the plants in your own backyard maybe go for a walk as a family and talk through those things it doesn't have to be anything um, super planned out, but when you're, when you're hearing what they've learned on a Sunday, you can integrate that into what you're already doing. So I want to maybe throw some of those activities out there to you. Um, and then I, uh, one last thing I want to start adding is having parent Sundays. So where our parents are invited in to Kids Central and you sit with your kids, you learn alongside your kids and you get a view into what we're doing on a Sunday morning. You get to see how the teachers are teaching and the activities they're doing with your kids. And maybe that'll even spark some interest in you getting involved personally. So Jim, what about you guys? What are you, what steps are you taking to inform parents? Not as many as you, but um, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to have to go back and play this back and take notes of all the things that she just mentioned. But um, yeah, no, I think that there's a, uh, um, all of those things that she said are awesome things. And I know that we, we try to inform our parents before we go on these large group events what we're going to be talking about. But um, I have to say that I'm inspired by the things that you are doing. And I think that it's important to equip our parents to be able to continue that conversation with their children. So um, I'm going to be partnering with Amy on this topic a little bit more and figuring out ways that we can do a better job of communicating. You know, I think that our schedule is a little bit more, um, it's different than I think the way they're structured in Kids Central. So um, we don't have a drawn-out curriculum. We do try to um, base our what we're talking about around topics 
Um, but sometimes those topics lead into other topics and we shift a lot. So, um, but there's no excuse to not be able to do that. And I think that, um, you know, I think there's a lot of value in uh, informing our parents of the things that we're talking about. So that's good. Yeah. And Jim, I wanted, this came to my mind while you're saying that is uh, how your topics shift. I know I was talking to my son, Levi, he's in youth. And uh, I asked him what he's, what he, what was tonight about? And he said you guys were doing a series of questions. So kids could, these teenagers could anonymously ask a question. And those youth leaders had to be ready to answer those questions, to give some good feedback, some solid truth to those questions. So what a challenge as somebody working with youth. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a fantastic uh, series that we did, and I think it was one of our, um, I mean, obviously, Kids and Kids Central, you're laying a foundation, um, you know, with biblical knowledge and gospel-centered teaching, and then as we get up into the student, I think students are growing into their faith. They're starting to develop a faith of their own. They're starting to step away from what their parents um, have maybe instilled in them, and they're starting to discover things on their own, and we have um, an opportunity to be there to answer some of those questions that they're having. And um, that, that topic right there, I mean, led to just some amazingly fantastic conversations that we had around their questions, the things that they wrestle with with their faith, um, how their faith intersects with their life um, in school and on their sports and all of that. And we had a great opportunity to be able to pour into them. But you're right. It really keeps our leaders on their toes when we do something like that. But... Um, I think mostly we nailed it there. So that's awesome that uh, to hear. I always love to hear um, parent feedback about what their kids are talking about when we come back, or, you know, when they come home from youth. I just, I, um, you know, so much of what we do is about building relationships. And I went to dinner with one of our students last week, and we just had a great dinner conversation at Chick-fil-A, God's food, right? Um, and we were, uh, of course, we're in God's, restaurant and um, God is doing what God does and and led to some fantastic conversation. And it was cool to hear from a parent that um, when the parent comes to me and says, hey, my son came home last night and just shared that, you know, you guys had this amazing conversation. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of joy in that, that God actually uses those conversations to um, build them up and, you know, that it impacts them in some cool ways. So. Jim, I also wanted to mention, you had mentioned the meet and mingle, yeah. and I was one of the parents at this meet and mingle where the parents were invited to come and meet the uh, youth leaders. Um, and I have to say, it was, I left there, um, my husband and I talked about this, we were so encouraged to hear from each youth leader about why they're there. And it was such a picture of really what the body of Christ looks like when we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different interests, different abilities, different gifts. And each of these youth leaders shared a different aspect of why they are there and what they love to um, pour into these kids' lives. I, I walked away feeling so encouraged as a parent to see really the care and concern of these leaders and also, um, like I said, the, what they add mm-hmm. to youth ministries. So that was definitely a win. Yeah, yeah, that was a fantastic event. Um, 
we've, we've talked about it for many years, and I'm not sure why we've never really done it, but I think the connections that were made between families, um, mm-hmm. we had new families, old families, um, fairly new families, all sorts of families that were there parent-wise, and then we had all of our youth leaders there who were sharing their heart mm-hmm. of why they serve. And like you said, they all have different time, they all have different talents, they all invest in so many different ways, um, but they all bring something to the table. And, and, and like you said, that is, you know, the perfect picture of the church. Um, you know, we all, we all add different value in different ways to God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see that we have that team of youth workers. So we've been saying leaders. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to lay this out there. We try to not call our youth, our adult team youth leaders. Um, one, because some of them have, you know, a little bit of a power problem and it goes to their head. But um, <laughs> secondly, because, um, you know, we want to remind ourselves that um, what we're doing is work. Um, you know, you guys are raising these teenagers, so you know that, you know, it's not easy every day, right? But, um, you know, we're all, we all work. We all do this bivocationally. We all invest our extra time to invest in your students. And, um, you know, a lot of it is, is work. So we like to remind our team of that by calling them youth workers. Um, you know, I, I, I started to mention um, that song that we just sung and that, you know, it's, it's God's breath in our lungs. And, you know, we pour out our praise in so many different ways. And it's cool to see this team of adult leaders, workers, adult workers, um, pour out their praise in how they love and serve the students based on their own abilities, their own schedules, and their own talents. All right, so our second topic, we are talking about equipping because, you know, part of our job is to um, equip parents. I'm going to speak specifically towards that, and uh, Jim will speak more towards equipping our youth. Um, So what are we doing in Kids Central, and what do we want to continue to do? So uh, primarily, as we're pointing the kids towards the Word of God, was we're pointing the kids towards truth. We want to do the same for the parents. We want to continually point you to the Word of God, and we want to offer resources uh, that are gospel-centered, uh, that draw from the principles of the Word of God, and that uh, give wisdom. You know, I know as a parent, sometimes I just need to hear from someone who's gone before me, who has kids that are at different stages. I need some wisdom from them on how I can practically live out the principles of the Word of God. So uh, we're trying to do that. Um, We have resources on uh, northcentral.org, Grow on Your Own. There's some family and parent resources on that page we're going to continue to add. Um, But our greatest resource is the Word of God, right? That that is our foundation. I want to share a win, too, at this point, is on Mother's Day last year, we were able to provide all the moms with humble moms, and it's how the uh, work of Christ sustains the work of motherhood. And uh, that's something we can hand you, right? That's an equipping, but it's up to ultimately up to you to take that resource and use it. Uh, but a win was I did hear back from several moms, and they said how encouraged they were reading through this book and how it was meeting them right in the phase of life they were in and helping them to navigate some of the difficulty of motherhood. Um, so that's encouraging. It's encouraging. And if you ever want to share uh, how you were encouraged or how God is using the resources that we provide 
um, that I know Pastor Dan adds many resources to that page of Grow On Your Own. I'd love to hear that. I'm sure Jim would too. We would love to hear how it's impacting your life. Um, you know, I, I think about uh, Ephesians 4. You know, what is the goal of equipping our parents and our youth? And it's, it's really so that we would be people who grow to speak truth in love, that that truth would be our, um, our foundation, and then we would share that with others, that we would be growing in every way more like Christ, um, that we would be active members of the body of Christ who are doing the special work helping each other grow, and helping the whole body of Christ become healthy. Um, so that is our goal in equipping. Um, Jim, you said, you know, I oversee the younger kids, so really it's mine is more focused on parents. You're dealing with youth who are navigating their own relationship with Jesus, um, who are growing in maturity, um, hopefully. And uh, so what are you doing to equip students? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, you know, first of all, just to echo what she said, I love that we have a church family. I love that um, what we're teaching from the pulpit, um, all of that is, um, you know, so all of us, not only individually, but as families can grow in the gospel. We invest in healthy marriages, which are important to investing in healthy children and healthy teenagers. We invest in, um, you know, we bring our, te- our adults together in continuing the conversation groups to grow together in their faith. Um, so I love that we have a church that, that does that. But as far as us um, as youth workers and the way that we invest into our students is we are, are not so much, like I mentioned, we're not so much curriculum-based, but we're really there to build relationships. We're there to provide a place where these teenagers can come. They can feel um, like they are safe in a community of people that are like-minded, um, that they can trust, and they can share the things that they're going through. So, um, you know, teenagers have all sorts of things getting thrown at them. Um, you know, some of them are homeschooled. Some of them are public schooled. They're at, on teams. They're in jobs. They're in all sorts of things. And we know our culture is constantly bombarding us with all sorts of nonsense sometimes. And it's really cool that we have a team of youth workers and that we have a community of students that trust each other and that we can get, you know, the, you know the old saying that church happens in circles, not in rows, Right. Um, and we can get in a circle. Um, a, lot of our, a lot of our teaching, I wouldn't even call it teaching, a lot of our community is built in small groups. So we break up into small groups, and our relationships are developing, our leaders are developing relationships with our students, and they're growing together, and they can have conversations. And for a bunch of teenagers to get together, uh, especially boys, I think, and to open up and share their feelings and to share their struggles and to share what they're dealing with, with um, not only adults, but with their peers is pretty amazing. And that doesn't happen outside of the context of a biblical community, I don't think, as much. So um, the ways that we equip our students is we try to um, equip them through our teaching with, with skills that they can take on with them once they move on to college and move on to uh, um, whatever their next phase of life is. So, uh, you know, whether it's learning how to get alone with God, it's, it's not easy to find time to pause, to quiet down, to find silence and to get alone with God, even as an adult. I mean, I struggle with that. You know, we're constantly bombarded with noise, whether it's our phone or, um, you know, 
whatever it is. There's just constantly something going on, and teenagers are busier than ever. I don't remember being on the, uh, you know, a sports team, taking three AP classes, and then hitting the traveling team in any free time that I have when I was a kid. So these kids, and then that even stretches our parents, too, because they're running them to all these things and all of that. So we need to equip them and, and give them ways that they can find time to pause, get away, get alone with themselves and with God, and to really listen to what he's doing in their hearts. Um, so that's the way we do it, building relationships. Uh, you know, so much, we only get an hour and a half, a couple hours with them each week. So the other part of it, and this is where I think the other benefit of the meet and mingle came in, is our leaders building relationships, not only with the parents, but also with the, with the students, so, these so they can continue these relationships outside the walls of the church. So we have a lot of leaders that invest in a lot of our kids in a lot of different ways. We cheer them on from the sidelines of their life. So we're going to their sports events, their musicals, their um, band events, uh, whatever it is they have going on, we get to, we get to be there with them through that. Um, we get to celebrate the wins, and we get to, you know, kind of be with them through the losses of their life. And, uh, you know, it's cool to build those relationships. Um, my wife and I still have some relationships with some students who have gone on to build their own you know, have graduated, moved on, and, and they're starting their own families, and we, you know, get to invest in them still. It's, it's always cool to see those students come back, and they want to tell us when they're having children, and they want to go out to dinner with us, and, uh, you know, that's always cool, and then we have some students that left this past year, and they went off to college, and the fact that they still want to, um, you know, come back and have conversations with Carrie and I, it just shows that they've built a lot of trust in their relationships with adults, and that's really what we're trying to do, is to give them an opportunity opportunity to have a different perspective with people who are a little bit stronger in their faith, farther along in their faith, and that can show them the love of Christ through that relationship. That's so good. And, and you know, Jim and I are up here together to, today because uh, we see um, Kids Central and Youth Ministries as working together, you know, really trying to provide more of this uh, transition for these kids coming out of sixth grade and entering into youth ministries, and then even beyond. I know what's in the works is really getting these kids who are going to be graduating, then graduating, invested into young adult ministries and keeping that relationship and connection going. Um, so the last topic is we wanted to invite you in. Uh, we keep mentioning the body of Christ and how we are a family and we all have different abilities and talents and time to give. Um, so um, I'll talk a little bit about this, you know, the importance. Why is it important to um, get involved? Uh, you might think, you know, I don't, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't have any kids. Um, and that doesn't matter. It doesn't, you don't need kids to be qualified to do this. Just like Jim said, you know, um, what's the importance? Well, the importance is, we've said this, parents are the primary disciple makers, and what we're doing in Kids Central is just meant to be an extension of that. So it's important because we want to, uh, the parents to get connected to what we're doing, and it's like a circle, right? What they're doing at home, Kids Central's an extension of that, and then they're getting involved in Kids Central, and that's helping them at home. It's this uh, beautiful circle of what's going on. We need community. We were built for community. Again, a bo the body of Christ, God calls us to live in community. 
bear each other's burdens, celebrate the work God is doing in our lives, to pray for each other. I, I mentioned earlier our need is growing. Kids Central is growing. The reputation in the community for the program we have, special needs, is growing. We have a lot of new families. That means that our need is growing, and we want to invite you into that. You know, one of the benefits of being involved is that you get connected with other families. We develop relationships with one another. We get to share with one another the difficulty of being parents, being caregivers. We get to pray for each other and bear each other's burdens, and that can happen on a Sunday. There's many times on a Sunday where I get to have a conversation with a parent uh, what they're going through. We get to gather the team around them and pray for them. Um, so there's also, I've mentioned before, there's different, uh, we all have different talents and different things to give. Our kids are all different. So how amazing would it be to have a kids central team, a youth ministry team that is diverse and meeting those kids um, where they're at, meeting them in different ways. Um, we get to learn being part of a team, it's so amazing. Sometimes I'll be in there listening to what a teacher is sharing with the kids, and I'm learning from that. So I'm growing from that. I get to uh, help support other parents, and inviting you in, you can do the same. One Sunday a month, you're back there. You're helping out while other parents are out here enjoying service, and then it switches. They get to help you out, and um, you get to enjoy service. Um, so also, being part of the team, you're another adult in a child's life, another adult that is a representation of Jesus and the love he has for them. And Jim, I think this is a huge one for you because um, you don't have a, maybe a lot of parents involved in youth ministries, but you can speak to that of how important it is for other adults to be invested in youth. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many different ways to get involved. Like Amy said, we don't necessarily have a lot of parents involved. I believe we have one parent of a student in student ministries. And th not that that's a bad thing. I think that there needs to be some kind of an agreement between a parent and a student because maybe they don't want mom and dad around, right? Um, or maybe it stifles them from being open and honest and being able to share. So, uh, um, so there's a lot of different ways you can get involved. Um, I would have never thought that I would be working with teams. I'm not a subject matter expert on being a parent. A matter of fact, I know nothing about it because I've never done it. But um, what I can do is I can, because I have been a teenager before, so I guess I'm a subject matter expert at being a teenager at least, at least being my own teenager. And um, I can share that wisdom and that knowledge that I have um, and how I navigated life as a teenager with them. So it doesn't matter what phase, phase of life. We talk so much up here about giving your time, talent, and treasures, and you really can do any one of those three, I think, to invest in our families. Um, you know, one, of course, time. I mean, you can serve on either one of our teams. Uh, you, and, and, and that can look like so many different things. We have some leaders who are all in uh, on all the events. They're spending, you know, overnights with, with teenagers, and that's scary. That's scary for me even. Um, so, you know, not, that's not for everybody, but you can be involved in all sorts of different ways with our teenagers. Two, you, you can invest your talents. Um, maybe you're a musical. Maybe you're artistic. Maybe you're um, a sports fan. Any of those things, you can use those talents, those interests, those things that, um, 
that you know are are of value to you and invest those in our team so you can get involved with them you can have conversations with them on sundays i mean there's all sorts of teenagers running around out here and i'm not going to tell you the conversation won't be awkward but i can tell you that um all those teens uh whether they admit it or not are really eager to get to know the other adults in our church. And I think our adults are eager to get to know them. So we just need to create opportunities for that. Um, and then, of course, we talk about treasure. Uh, we have four large uh, events every year, one for each season. And there's some cost that goes along with those. And, you know, some of our families have multiple kids in youth groups. Some of our families are stretched for whatever, you know, reason they might be stretched financially. So there's always opportunity to get involved, to invest in, to sponsor some of our students uh, so they can go on these large group events and be a part of the community that they want to be a part of. So um, those are some ways that you can you can kind of plug in. But ultimately, we're looking for people who want to come alongside our students. They want to invest in them. They want to walk alongside them in life, cheer them on, um, pray with them. That's another way you can get involved in both of our ministries is prayer, obviously, too. Um, you know, pray for our leaders, our workers, our students, that God is doing something in and through uh, all of them. Um, so... And I just want to add one last thing. You know, working with kids uh, is tough at times, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I've been reminded continually as a parent of how God is sanctifying me <laughs> through yeah. working with my own children. You know, he is really teaching me and growing me um, and showing me over and over again. You know, our kids aren't always lovable. There's lots of times they are, but there's lots of times where their, their behavior is not lovable. But what a great reminder that we are not lovable at times. I'm not lovable at times. And yet Jesus so um, lavishly pours out his love upon us. He greets us with new mercy every day. And so don't let kids sometimes being tough to work with stop you either because there's such a great reminder of um, ourselves in many ways. So cool. Well, thank you guys for uh, listening to us. Um, we're so thankful that you trust us with your kids and that we get to invest in them. So, um, yeah, yeah, Amy. I guess we can we can pray. We'll close in prayer. But uh, Father, we're so thankful for uh, the church that you give us, for how you are doing something in each one of our hearts, Lord. For how you. Um, inspire us, for how you guide us, for how you give us the breath in our lungs so we can pour out in praise, um, not only with each other, not only in our lives, but in our families and our children and the people around us, God. We just want to spread the love that you give us, God. So if, if you're doing something in any of the hearts here today, um, God, you know, speak to them, inspire them, and lead them to come have a conversation with us, to uh, talk about ways that they can invest in the kingdom through our families, through our children, through Kids Central, through student ministries, through all of the ways that North Central is blessed with the resources and the people to do just that, God. We're so thankful for you. We're thankful for what you're doing in your church, and we're thankful that we get to be a part of it. God, we love you. We trust you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.